I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I am your host, Kurt Sandig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, we will be talking about some cryptids that hopefully will be found out to be real one day. I don't know anyone that doesn't wish that a cryptid was real. Everyone has a favorite from the Loch Ness Monster to Bigfoot, and you must have a favorite one, too, that you hope beyond hope turns out to be real. In fact, many real animals today were once considered to be imaginary or cryptids. The giant squid and hogzilla are just two examples of the most recent found to be real. But let's look at a few that hopefully one day will be added to the They Exist list. Let's jump right in with one or two of my favorites, the Bigfoot and the Yeti. Sure, there was just a recent scientific study on some hairs and bones that turned out to be nothing more than Himalayan bears, but, to be honest, the samples they received were from locals who had been showing tourists their, quote, proof of yetis for years. These were obviously their version of tourist traps, and even the legendary yeti scalp of Nepal doesn't look like anything more than bad taxidermy to me, and was debunked by science as just that. And look, I can't blame these people. They have finally figured out something to get tourists to come to these remote regions. And if tourists want to hunt a mythical creature as far as they're concerned, sure, they'll show them a yeti finger, or the yeti scalp, or the hairs or footprints. And who knows, most of those are probably fake and done for just that to bring tourists in, but that doesn't mean that the Bigfoot and Yeti aren't real. And hopefully, further explorations of Nepal will bring more samples that can be tested, and even our local Bigfoot are being seen more and more, so hopefully we can get samples of them to be tested as well. And by samples, I don't mean a dead one. I know that that's the cleanest, clearest, easiest way, quote-unquote, for science to agree that the Bigfoot or the Yeti are real. But if they are real, they're obviously endangered, they obviously want nothing to do with humans, so I would hate to think that the only way that the humans are going to be proved of their existence is by killing off one of these few beautiful creatures. So let's just say that the Bigfoot and Yeti will always be on my cryptids that probably exist list. But that's not what this episode is all about. The first, and in my opinion, most likely to exist on this list is the Orang Pendek. Hopefully you've heard me bring up the Orang Pendek before. But if not, or even if you have, let's go over what the Orang Pendek is. Orang Pendek means short person in Indonesian. As you might be able to guess from its name, the Orang Pendek is a shorter, oranger version of the Sasquatch that is found in the remote, mountainous forest on the island of Sumatra. Local villagers have been talking about the Orang Pendek for centuries, and they don't consider the Orang Pendek folklore at all. To them, it's just a known creature that lives in the forest and keeps mostly to itself. At only four foot tall, some believe it isn't an ape, but a primitive human being and likely a throwback to one of our ancestors. The Orang Pendek's primary diet appears to be fruits and plants, and it is even known to raid local villagers' crops for food, and the ginger root is one of its favorites. Now, we're not just taking the word of local villagers. Dutch settlers in the early 20th century provided Westerners with their introduction to the Orang Pendek-like animals in Sumatra. Two settlers started telling tales of the Orang Pendek, saying that it doesn't have quite an ape-like feature, but more like a gibbon's face. And it isn't just something from the past, either. Modern reports come in all the time, and scientists searching for the Orang Pendek have made foot casts, which were found to be definitely an ape, 
with a unique blend of features from a gibbon, orangutan, chimpanzee, and human. From further examination, the print did not match any known primate species. The hair samples that were also found were analyzed to be from an unknown ape species. So unlike the Bigfoot samples we talked about a minute ago, the orang pendek does seem to point to an unknown cryptid. In 2005, National Geographic funded a camera trapping project led by Dr. Peter C. of Dartmouth College that attempted to provide photographic documentation of the orang pendek. Sadly, the project ended four years later without success, but don't be surprised if in the near future the orang pendek will be found hopefully unharmed and will be classified as a real living creature. Now let's go from the forest of Indonesia to an area near the Great Wall of China. The creature there is called the Yeren. The Legends of the Yeren, also known as the Chinese Wild Man, is about a six-foot-tall creature covered in red hair. It has been present in Chinese folklore for centuries. The Yeren are said to dwell in the remote Hubei province and has been sighted in China since before the Great Wall with thousands of sightings over the past 2,000 years. More recently, though, in 1961, road builders allegedly killed a female Yeren, but when scientists came to investigate the body, it had disappeared. It seemed like it had been carried or dragged back into the forest. Another encounter happened in 1976 and was witnessed by several local bureaucrats. It is reported that early in the morning of May 14th, while on their way home, they encountered a, quote, strange, tailless creature with reddish fur on a rural highway in the Hubei province. The driver pursued the creature with his car, forcing it to scramble up a hill. Roughly halfway up the hill, the Yaren slipped and came to rest in front of the car, after which the passengers left the vehicle and approached the creature for a closer look. They described the creature as being over six foot tall, covered in thick brown and purplish, reddish, wavy hair, having a fat belly and pronounced buttocks. The eyes were human-like, but the face bearing much more resemblance to that of an ape. Investigators have collected dozens of alleged urine hairs from around China, and laboratory examination have found, quote, that the wild man is in the middle between bears or apes and human beings. So again, science is saying that this is indeed an unknown creature, and not just a known bear or monkey. As if that wasn't odd enough, let's go back to May 23rd, 1957, near a small village in the Hubei province, where a Yaren was killed. A local biology teacher had the presence of mind to preserve the hands and feet. After testing, it was found that they belonged to a kind of large, stump-tailed monkey unknown to science. It was then identified as a stump-tailed macaque. Not long afterwards, just such an animal was captured in the Huang Mountain region and taken to the Hefei or Hefei Zoo. It was reported that this specimen is mainly ground-dwelling. The body was large, about 70 to 90 centimeters in standing height. A tall individual would reach one meter. Its extremities were extremely strongly built. It weighs more than 20 kilograms, and they thought that the large male would weigh over 33 kilograms, while females would probably have been smaller. The back hair of the creature was brown in color, and the adult male that they had had whiskers and had a reddish color on the face. But let's pause for a second. I couldn't find anything about this Yaren. I couldn't find any pictures. I couldn't find any film footage. Nothing about this creature. So let's take this report with a huge grain of salt. Now, there are photos of the hands and feet, so it looks like this part of the story is true, though. So what is the Yaren? 
and how long until man comes across them again. With deforestation, it'll probably be sooner than later, sadly. And just like the Orang Pendek, the Yeren is very high up on my list as a creature that'll probably be proven to exist. If you believe these stories, even if you only believe half of these stories about the Yeren, they've already been found, caught, and killed. So it's only a matter of time before they're found again if they're still around that same region. And given that the Huang Mountain region is so vast, it wouldn't surprise me that the Yeren are living there undetected. So let's leave the ground and head to the trees and skies for the next creature on this list, the Ahul. Ahuls are enormous carnivorous bats that are said to inhabit the rainforests of Java in Indonesia, and I mean enormous. They are believed to have a wingspan in excess of 10 feet. Ahuls are said to be covered in a thick brown or black fur like fruit bats, but unlike bats, they have long, powerful legs and claws that are supposedly capable of pouncing on and snatching up live prey. Ahuls aren't the only enormous bat in the world. In fact, there are ginormous bat sightings across the globe. The Kongomado in Africa, the Orang Bati also from Indonesia, the Ropin in New Guinea, and the Aswang from the Philippines. But none are seen nearly as much as the Ahuls. Sightings of Ahuls have been told for hundreds of years, but it wasn't until 1925 when naturalist Dr. Ernest Bartels, son of noted ornithologist M.E.G. Bartels, was exploring a waterfall on the slopes of the Salic Mountains when a giant unknown bat flew directly over his head. And that wasn't his only sighting. Two years later, in 1927, around 11.30 at night, Dr. Bartels saw the Ahul again. This time he was laying in bed inside his thatched house in western Java. He watched it flying overhead, making a strange sound that sounded like it was screaming, Ahul, which, as you probably guessed, is where that name came from. At one time, Bartels had suggested that perhaps the creature was not a bat, but some type of bird, possibly a very large owl, but others with him and soon after did not agree with this theory, and that the most likely reasoning is that the Ahul is an unknown bat, possibly from the age of the dinosaurs, since it's very pterosaur-like. Next up, we have another Bigfoot-like creature. <laughs> Boy, there's sure a lot of them being seen around the world for something that doesn't exist. This one is known as the Skunk Ape, and it's being seen all over southeastern United States. It's also known as the Swamp Cabbage Man, the Swamp Ape, the Stink Ape, Florida Bigfoot, Louisiana Bigfoot, Miyaka Ape, Swamp Squatch, and Miyaka Skunk Ape. Its description matches closely with the Bigfoot, and it's said to inhabit the United States, especially Florida, North Carolina, Louisiana, and Arkansas. Although reports from Florida are most common, it's been seen in Texas and other southeastern states as well. It is named for its appearance and for the unpleasant odor it's said to accompany it. It's said to have an overwhelming stench like that of a skunk. Now, Bigfoot typically are said to smell like wet dogs, but the skunk ape seemed to have like a stink gland or something that is a far worse stench than that of the Bigfoot. In 2000, two photographs of the skunk ape were taken by an anonymous woman and mailed to the Sheriff's Department of Sarasota County, Florida. The photographs were accompanied by a letter from the woman in which she claimed to have photographed an ape right in her own backyard. This is not some woman hiking through the wilderness. This appears to be just a woman seeing this creature in her backyard. And I can understand why she would be so shocked and why she sent them anonymously. The woman wrote that on three different nights, 
an ape had entered her backyard to take apples left on her back porch. She was convinced the ape was an escaped orangutan because of its size and color. I've seen the photos, and they do look a lot like a gorilla or an orangutan, and not just some guy in a gorilla suit, so they do seem to be real pictures. And given that this woman didn't try to make any money off these photos or give tours or anything, it doesn't seem like she's in it for her 15 minutes of fame. It literally sounds like she was scared, took the photos, and sent them to the sheriff's department, hoping that they could take care of this escaped ape. The pictures themselves have become known to Bigfoot enthusiasts as, quote, the skunk ape photos. Lauren Coleman is the primary researcher on the photographs, having helped track down the two photographs to an Eckerd photo lab at the intersection of Fruitville and Tuttle Roads in Sarasota, Florida, so they know the general area where the skunk ape was seen and supposedly had its photos taken. Another sighting was by tour guide John Vickers in 1997. He was driving a tour bus when he noticed a hairy creature standing on its hind legs crossing the road in front of him. Five other people in the bus also saw it. They all said it looked like a Bigfoot and not like a bear at all the way it was walking. It walked very human-like. Two days later, Jan Brack, a real estate agent, saw a strange creature cross the road in front of her car. At first, she thought it was a bear, but when she looked more closely, she realized that the way it was walking was more human-like and, again, not like a bear on its hind legs. She has no idea what the creature she saw was. Her neighbor, Vince Dewar, who came down the same road just a few minutes later, saw the same creature and actually took a picture of it. And again, it doesn't look like a costume to me. These weren't people looking for fame either, so it appears that their stories are genuine, and again, not just for their 15 minutes of fame. In September of 1998, David Sheely was in the swamp when he saw the creature coming towards him. Now, he didn't take just one or two. He took over 20 pictures of the creature. David actually began searching for the creature in 1973 when he and his brother encountered the same type of creature. So this is a man who has been actively hunting the skunk ape, and it took him over 25 years between encounters. He is convinced that the skunk ape is real, and he plans to continue to look for it and find proof of its existence. Tracker T.L. Riggs was looking for the skunk ape when he located several hair samples on a broken tree branch. DNA tests at Trinity University in Texas show that the hairs were not from a dog, cat, skunk, bear, chimpanzee, gorilla, human, or from any type of costume. And from when they were tested, they were classified as from a yet unknown creature. Hopefully these hairs will continue to be tested and might prove the skunk ape's existence. So, so far on this list, in my mind, I've given you creatures that are fairly common and would not shock me and probably a lot of other people that they exist. I think there's a very good chance that there are large ape-like creatures that have yet to be found or at least classified. Saying that, this next one on the list is the most bizarre on this edition, but there's been so many sightings and photos that I had to put it on here. And I admit, this one is a stretch in all aspects. It is a serious stretch. But again, because of how many sightings they are and how recent the sightings are, let's just say this one might be true. And this one is definitely the most bizarre on the list for a reason. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about atmospheric jellyfish. And what atmospheric jellyfish are, they're flying jellyfish that have been sighted floating in the atmosphere around the globe. 
That's right, around the globe. The Earth isn't flat, and I won't be doing an episode about flat Earth crap unless it's to debunk it. But these atmospheric jellyfish have been seen everywhere. Now, some people believe that atmospheric jellyfish might be a type of UFO, but whether they're a UFO or a living being, here is something being spotted more and more. Again, this unexplained phenomena has been cited by hundreds of people across the globe, from China to Norway, including top meteorological scientists, military personnel. So it's not just random people. These are highly trained scientists that are as equally confused about what they're seeing as I am. And again, just another reason why I added it to this list. Now, there are a few very well-known, well-documented instances of seeing these atmospheric jellyfish, and the first one is the Dutch flying jellyfish. The Dutch flying jellyfish was sighted in the Netherlands by Harry Purton. Just after a storm, Harry went outside to take some pictures of the gorgeous sky when he noticed a very large green thing flash in the sky. When he walked back in his house and checked his photos, he saw what appeared to be a large greenish jellyfish in the sky. He has no explanation of what he saw, but he said it didn't appear to be something atmospheric or natural. It appeared to be something, some kind of creature, being, or thing in the sky. Another well-known occurrence of the atmospheric jellyfish is called the King Jean Flying Jellyfish. And this one was sighted by Chinese Air Force pilot and 140 ground officials on Monday, October 19th, 1998, Qingxuan, China. I'm sorry I butchered that. And you heard that right. That's a Chinese Air Force pilot and 140 ground officials. This wasn't just one random person. The date, again, was October 19th, 1998. Four military radar stations in the Hebei province of China reported the presence of an unidentified blip hovering above a military flight training school in Changzhou. Once authorities determined that the intruder was not a military or civilian flight or craft, Colonel Lee, the base commander, ordered six jet fighters to take off and intercept the UFO. At least 140 people on the ground were watching the object as these jet fighters took off to chase it. Now, to those observers at the base, the UFO first appeared to be a, quote, small star and then grew larger and larger, perhaps as it descended. They described that it looked like a mushroom or jellyfish shape with a bottom covered with bright, dangly lights. It wasn't crashing, and it was no longer descending. It was just kind of floating in the atmosphere. The crew of the Xinjiang 6 interceptor consisted of a pilot and a radar officer. The two officers said, quote, the object clearly resembled depictions that they had seen in foreign science fiction films. When they got within 4,000 meters of the UFO, it abruptly shot upward, easily evading subsequent attempts to get closer. It appeared to be toying with the fighter by repeatedly outdistancing it and reappearing right above it. Not only that, but it appeared to be undulating as it would go up, just like a jellyfish would do in the ocean. The pilot requested permission to fire on the UFO with the plane's automatic 20mm cannon. He was denied permission to shoot by ground control, was told to continue to pursue and observe the object. The pilot broke off pursuit at an altitude of 12,000 meters, that's 39,600 feet in the sky, when the jet began running low on fuel. The UFO then disappeared before two more Chinese fighter planes could arrive in the area. This whole thing was listed as a UFO, but described as, quote, a flying jellyfish. Whether or not they're living beings or UFOs, something is showing up more and more 
that look like flying jellyfish. And again, and that's why I added them to this list, because they're becoming more and more frequent, and they all appear to be the same thing. A, quote, flying jellyfish. So again, that last one was a very bizarre one, and who knows, it might turn out to be true, or it might be just another crazy UFO kind of tale. But I had to add it to this list, again, because of not only how many people saw it, but who saw it. So there you have it. And unlike the Bigfoot and the Ahuls, I don't know if I want the flying jellyfish to be real because they seem to be massive and they seem to be everywhere. And I'd hate to find out that some giant massive jellyfish are flying around in the skies because I'm already terrified of them in the oceans. Anyhow, so that's this week's episode of Paranormal Almanac. As always, thank you so much for all the messages I receive on Facebook. Once again, at Paranormal Almanac. Same thing as Twitter, uh, but with Para Almanac, and Instagram at Paranormal Almanac. If you could please go over to iTunes and click subscribe and leave us a nice review, that would be fantastic. Please tell your friends and family about this show, and I hope you're enjoying them, because I love doing them for you. So until next week, thank you again for listening to Paranormal Almanac. <laughs>